0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm here with that snack poly cupcakes. Hello, hello. Welcome to our show. Welcome indeed, Capstans. We have an incredible episode on this Thursday, segment based episode as per tradition. The Hockey Trail Hip Check is going to be talking about the coaching market, which is becoming increasingly ripe and full of both opportunity for both the teams and coaches. And, Polly, what's snack time with Polly Cupcakes?
1: We're going to talk a little minor league hockey, the Kelly Cup, and the ECHO.
0: Yeah, near and dear to our hearts, living in Wheeling here. A little, little uh, ECHL action, Kelly Cup action, um, so I think we should just uh, you know do a little pop some tabs and get into it. What do you think?
1: Let's do it, man. One, two, three.
0: All right, Polly, It was a seven to nothing victory that the USA pulled on Canada in the U eighteen Women's IAHF tournament going on right now, or right now in Sunday and. They're playing Sweden. Uh, the USA team's playing Sweden right now, right?
1: That is correct. Um, I'm <clears throat> pulling up last. Okay, so uh, Maggie Skinnell tied the game up in the third. It was uh, just over a minute into the period, so it's two to two. USA had gone up one nothing in the first. Sweden scored twice in the second, and USA u 18 ladies have tied the game up. So we got a tie game in the third fighting for a chance to play for gold.
0: Interesting. Interesting to see Sweden putting up such a good fight. Um, Love to see that increasing parity in the women's hockey atmosphere. You know, uh, we talk about it all the time, how good women's hockey is getting. And, uh, you know, traditionally it's been a USA Canada basically lock for the gold medal every year, but Sweden has won before, and uh, they're looking to maybe take another shot at it, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think being an American, we're happy with constantly seeing U.S. and Canada, but it is good for the game that other teams are getting in there. And, you know, as we've mentioned before, Finland in um, you know, the the senior tournament almost won the world championship in 2019. And, um, you know, every every so often, one of the teams will upset U.S. I mean, well, they, they upset Canada to play Team USA in the gold medal game. So the game is growing. It's getting more parity across the women's game. So these next couple Olympics, I, I wouldn't be so keen on just automatically putting US and Canada in the gold medal game.
0: Yeah. And that's a good thing. You know, it's good for the, it's good for the, the game to show a little bit more competition. Um, so awesome. But at the same time right now, I would love to see the Canadians go up against the U S in the gold medal round, because like I said, we just beat them in the same tournament seven, nothing. Let's do it again. Walk home with that gold, baby.
1: Yeah. It'd be, uh, you know, I think this is the first time they've had the tournament since 2019, and it would be wonderful, not only for U.S. gold, but to do it on U.S. soil.
0: Absolutely. Cause they are playing in Madison, Wisconsin. Is that correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, there was a lot of Twitter buzz, um, within the last year about how world juniors were being scheduled and all the tournaments were happening, but U18 women's wasn't happening. And so there was a lot of pressure from women's professional athletes and just other people in the hockey world. And so USA Hockey stepped up and said, you know, make it happen. We're going to host it. And so it happened and tournament's on now. Nice. Awesome
0: stuff. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, go USA. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm still battling COVID here. Uh, but what do you think about getting into the hockey troll hip check?
1: Let's do it. Lay it on me.
0: This is the hockey troll hip check. All right. Caps fans, if you've been uh, paying attention to the league news, the coaching market is ripe—not only with opportunity, but also with with uh, of of actual coaches looking for jobs, but of teams looking for head coaches. Uh, we say this. This is a you know I don't know how uh, what this uh, number is. This is years ago that I looked this up, but the average tenure of an NHL coach—it can't be much higher than this now—is a dismal two and a half years, which is lowest among all pro sports. So.
1: When you think about, you know, real quick, I just I want to chime in here. Two anomalies to that are the two coaches in the Stanley Cup Final right now. It's true. It's true. I believe Jared Bednar is in his sixth season, and Cooper's been there since maybe 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so goes to show you that sticking with your guy helps, huh? A little bit, and I mean, you
0: you think about. Do you remember? Um, John Cooper getting in trouble for bag skating guys doing a blue line drill and a couple guys like strained an ACL or something. They were fine. They ended up being fine. They maybe had to take a couple days on the shelf, but I remember seeing John Cooper throw a fucking, like an absolute tantrum, uh, footage of it during a practice where he threw his fucking stick into like the middle of the lower bowl. Like, do you remember all that back in the day? And at that point, you know, Tampa Bay was on the up. They had, you know, all, they had their guys, Stamkos, Hedman. I mean, they had the team. Some of the core was still there, was obviously there. Uh, You know, Gord, um, lots of the guys that that are here today playing. And just looking at where that team's come from to now, uh, from, you know, getting swept in the first round by Columbus and then, you know, missing the playoffs and, and. You know, first-round exits, second-round exits, Eastern Conference exits, like, brutal stuff. Um, it really has been a roller coaster for John Cooper, but something has obviously clicked. Uh, and, you know, if they do win this year, this would be, I think, their first regular season, like, normal NHL season win since back when they had LeClavier and Martinson and Martin Louis.
1: Yeah, it would be... Um, <clears throat> their second cup following a, a full NHL season. Yeah. And uh remember the Bulin Wall?
0: Nikolai Koby Bulin was their was their yeah. fucking goalie. That guy was a madman. I don't even know what the hell happened to that guy. Uh <clears throat> but definitely a stud for them. Um and you know, I I just loved it, that that team was awesome to watch. Um you know, I loved how mean Vinny LeClavier was. I liked saying LeClavier, so... Yeah. You know, lots of things that, that old Vinny's got going for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. And then, of
0: course, short man uh, St. Louis, one of the best small men of, of the entire NHL's existence, was just, you know, next level. So... <clears throat> definitely an interesting interesting uh, change in teams I mean definitely like that you know people don't give Tampa Bay enough credit as, as a hockey town but because they're in Florida but like you know that was a team that had a pretty successful early early career and, and I mean early showing and then now they're still showing how how dominant they
1: can be yeah for sure you know and if, if anyone was saying when John Cooper had all that happen this is how you lose the room.
0: Well, they were wrong. Yeah. And I mean that was the that <laughs> but that was the stigma, right? Like, oh, uh, Cooper's lost the room, he's fucking on his way out. We don't know what management's gonna do. But then management after all of that, that shit management re upped him long term. And look what it's gotten. Crazy. Um Yeah. Lots of props to that to that management team to, you know, come in and, and do what they did and you know i believe that was what stevie Y,
1: right yeah i was just gonna say did stevie (coughs) Y leave right before the cup started i i believe so yeah but he built this machine and now he's not getting any of the rings
0: yeah well he's back in detroit so he's happy i'm sure
1: yeah he's got enough rings himself one of them right yeah i think he he's probably got three rings
0: Right, exactly. So, interesting stuff, man. Uh, It's crazy how head head coaches... But, you know, you look at how hard that teams fight to get this talent and, you know, being a Caps fan, we know that coaches are always going to lose the battle against their stars. Boudreaux, Oates, Hunter, Reardon. Nobody was like, let's trade Ovechkin. They're like, get rid of fucking the coaches, right?
1: Yeah. Well, so, right now... Would you say the NHL is both a seller's market and a buyer's market? Like it yeah. benefits the team and the coaches.
0: I mean, I just think that I think that motherfuckers about to get paid. All of them, everybody is going to get paid. Um, you know, uh, probably. And well, because here's the thing: rarity in this market with the coaches doesn't matter because you're looking at. You know, none of the coaches who are on the table who we're going to talk about are going to take any less than what they they want, you know. You know, coaches typically make like one to four or five million dollars a year, right? The good coaches yeah. can make a little more. Uh, but that's really all they make. Um, and Trotz, you know, he wanted more. And they re- and Leonce said no and let him walk out of his contract early with no penalty. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I wish I wish Leon's would have buckled, but that was not the yeah. case. <laughs> the consummate yeah. businessman, uh, you know. But <clears throat> and you know, then we had two dismal years with Reardon, and, and then you know, now we've got Lavi. So we ended up having to pay big money for a coach, anyways. Uh, additionally, you know, it's 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 weird because we talk about the revolving door of coaches and like coaches just get recycled. It's like, Oh, I get fired here. I'll just get picked up somewhere else. It's like, you really yeah. have to fuck up like four or five, 10 years in a row to get out of the head coach cock, right? You know, or, or you have to have a really bad, like freshman and sophomore season, like Reardon did. Um, <clears throat> and his seasons weren't even really that bad. You know, he had, he had COVID. He had the Stanley cup hangover. He had like, whatever you want to talk about here. Uh, Todd Reardon, you know, had every excuse in the book. Uh and, you know, he's actually still probably looking for a head coaching position, but he went he turned tail and went all the way back to fucking Pittsburgh. So no love loss there for me when it comes to him.
1: He's a loser. <laughs> exactly. So Update. Uh uh. Team USA, right off the face off Grace Dwyer makes it three to two late in the third let's
0: go u s a hey I knew they had a minute they knew that I knew they had it in them
1: they're Americans ain't they
0: absolutely absolutely awesome that's so good to hear um <clears throat> all right so here are the here are the teams that currently have head coaching uh positions open um now of course they're gonna be like interviewing interim coaches and things like that but with a market like this, I think you probably have to go back to a, to a tried and true. The ultimate thing though <sighs> is that there has only been one coach in NHL history who has won cups with two different teams. And that's Bowman. I believe. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like it, <laughs> it the, the data doesn't match up. I think it's only one. Um, and I'll look it up real quick,
1: but, uh. I think Tortorella, he may have been the head coach when New York went to the finals. But, uh, yeah, he's only, he's only one with the Lightning. Yeah, Torts, as a head coach. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and I mean, of course, there's there were coaches like in the original six era that did it, but I'm talking to like in the in the uh, in the modern like the era, like, but- right? Scotty Scotty Bowman won it in Montreal with Dryden, you know, back in the 70s, then with Pittsburgh, and then with Detroit. Um,
1: <clears throat> well, while you're looking that up, I'll go through the coaches, the teams that don't have a coach. Okay, so the Boston Bruins, who just fired Cassidy. The Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, Philadelphia Flyers, once again the Golden Knights, and the Winnipeg's, and there are three teams that are operating on interim coaches, so we'll see if they bring those guys back or not, and that's Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton Oilers, and the Florida Panthers.
0: Yeah, and so it is confirmed. Scotty Bowman is the most recent coach to have won it with different teams. He won it... In with in seventy three with the Canadians, seventy six through seventy nine with the Canadians, the ninety two Penguins, the ninety eight and ninety seven Wings, and then the O two Wings. So that's just Scotty Bowman's greatness, right? But it's interesting yeah. to think that like no other coach in the salary cap era, at least, has done that. Yeah. So, you know, So we're talking about like 50 years, dude. Uh, and before yeah. that, it was all original six coaches that, that had done it or close to original six. You know, you You've got like Tommy Gorman who won it in 1935 and 1934 and then Dick Irvin who won it in 32, 44, 46, and 53. The last three were with the Canadians who were a powerhouse. I mean they didn't even fucking need a coach, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean they, they did, basically
1: but they owned the 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah, and the seventies, most of them. Seventies, right?
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's you're looking at the 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 team who has the most cups in entire NHL history. So <clears throat> it's interesting to think that that is the logic still that operates, and that there's not a lot of new blood that gets um gets their shot uh, and gets a long time to to prove themselves. But then you look at like new coaches that come in. I mean, we look at Reardon, we look at Oates, we look at Dale Hunter, and they just really didn't do great. Um, so I guess it's the devil, you know,
1: right? Yeah. I think that's, that's gotta be exactly it. You know, at least, you know, that this guy has run a team before he, uh, he's proven himself with an assistant coach. It's, it's really just, I think it's just as much as a crap shoot as bringing in someone who maybe was a college hockey head coach or a coach in the minors, you know, I mean, um, Unless they've coached an NHL team as the head coach, you you really don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, because – and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: but, like, when you look at football, which is, you know, another top dollar sport in the, in the United States, those coaches can make their medal as, like, offensive coordinators and they're looked at as, like, they're the shit. Like, that's – but they're super specialized and, like, they can stay as offensive coordinators on a team for a decade.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, football coaches can basically become their own celebrity if their side of the ball is dominant. You know, right. like there's... Even yeah, like, if the head uh, coach changes, right? Even if the
0: head coach changes, they could still, you know... Yeah. Lots of times you see an entire regime change in the NHL and, you know, they all right, we bag the GM. Okay, coach is gone. The entire coaching staff is gone, basically. Yeah. Um. So interesting stuff, and that, maybe that's just hockey, but I think that the head coach in hockey has such a more important and prevalent um, day-to-day operation in touch with the players. You know, yeah, it, it's a shorter bench. He's making nightly roster changes. He's the final. He's the main shit stain. Uh, you know, there's really – the buck stops at him. Um, and with that responsibility also comes, like, the risk of just being axed at any given moment. Yeah. So, like you said, the teams there's uh six teams that are out uh looking for actively. And then you have interim coaches in Chicago, Edmonton, and and Florida. I really don't see I think that if the if the Chicago Blackhawks are probably the only one of the interim coaches that are going to make a change. You know, Andrew Brunette did a really good job with uh the Panthers. The Oilers just made it to the Eastern or the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they got swept, but still. I mean, I don't think you can put blame on any of the coaches for those those no, no. losses, even though both those teams got swept. Uh, they're kind of upstart teams, if you will. And the teams that got swept by are in the Stanley Cup. Right. Exactly. Um, so let's go through the list of coaching free agents. The New York Islanders did a knee-jerk reaction and fucking fired Barry Trotz for I don't know why. Uh, they missed the playoffs for one season. Uh <clears throat> Old man Lou must have, I don't know, just gotten gotten a little crazy in his geriatric phase and fired Trotz just on a whim, it seems. I don't know. Um, I think there was a little bit of a, um, obviously a clash there. Well, <coughs> so Trotz is definitely a number one. I think he's the he's the best coach on the market right now. He's interviewed with literally all of those teams that we just stated, all the six that are actively looking, the interim coaches. He probably even had some conversations there, too. Um, second on the depth chart I see is Bruce Cassidy. Uh, you know, he had a shit showing in, um, in D.C., but it took him 10, 15 years to get back into the game. He was head coach of the Bruins. Did pretty well. Uh, I think that I think that management um and from what I hear like in his in his season ending interview Bruce Cassidy was told his job was safe. So lots of drama out of Boston for this, but at the same time Bruce Cassidy is out on his ass um and right now there's are they're, they're on the hunt. Um you know, you look at the Bruins who what they were out in the first round. I believe um. Yeah, seven
1: games to Carolina.
0: Yeah, which that's a that's a tough out, man. I mean, it's a tough team to play in the first round. Um, you know, of course, the management is thinking that, and rightfully so, that that roster is in its twilight, which it is, just like the Caps, and the Penguins, um, on yeah. the East. You know, um, and they're coming up on like a Bergeron contract year, so. Lots of decisions to be made. I guess Bruce Cassidy was the victim of that. Tortorella has kind of just been like fucking around in the flanks, right? Vancouver, he had some success. He did okay. Um, then he was with uh, Columbus and did okay. You know, got him in the playoffs. I think they swept the lightning. <laughs> so, yeah. Under his guidance. So, <clears throat> you know, he's still there. Um I look at Trotz as a as a coach that you go to the Stanley cup and win with Um, Bruce Cassidy and Tortorella seem to be more like transitional guys who may get their shot at glory one day and take it. And Tortorella has obviously won a cup before with Tampa Bay. So it's there. uh, But Tortorella has, has been, you know, I think that he's kind of shifted his niches more in like a developmental team, right? Developing guys. Um, And then they win with the next coach. But I don't think that you can sell him short and say, okay, you built this team, now it's time to move on. We'll give you one or two years to try it. Yeah. Um, Jim Montgomery was the Dallas Stars head coach, but he he, uh, had to step down due to some alcohol abuse problems. He's been assistant coaching uh, in the league, and he's also being looked at uh, pretty closely, I'm sure, by some of the teams. You also have Peter DeBoer who was is the latest golden knights victim <laughs> in the coaching yeah. spectrum you know i wonder if this kind of uh the way that vegas has been treating their head coaches is is caught on to other head coaches like mm, you're like last on my list because
1: i think that you're fucked in the head when it comes to management uh, possibly <laughs> maybe you're just looking at it this way though cuz you don't like vegas Also that
0: true, but they've been doing some pretty shitty things to their, to their staff. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, (coughs) I I don't think there was any good reason to get rid of Gallant and bring him in for a guy he had just beaten the previous year in the playoffs.
0: Right. And then get rid of DeBoer when Vegas missed the playoffs. Yeah. Largely due to a lot of injury, right? Uh, well, you could say that, but also Vegas sucks. So there's that too.
1: Yeah. They got what was coming to them. Exactly.
0: Um, Surprisingly, Rick Tockett's name has been thrown around pretty loosely, uh, in in these coaching toss talks, and he's uh he's an analyst right now for TNT. So that'll be interesting to see how that, that uh shakes out. And then, you know, kind of on the like the, the kind of uh sleepers here, David Quint, who was head coach of the Rangers while he was while they were developing this squad during the rebuild, um, has been, you know, noted as being a you know, development type coach, a player's coach, if that, um, has those, you know, striking baby blue
1: eyes. (laughs) He coached team USA
0: in the world championships this year. Yep. So he's very relevant still. He could catch a job. Paul Maurice, who basically just threw in the towel with the jets this season, said he thinks that he's gotten everything he could out of the roster. And, you know, after nine years, it's time to step away. Uh, you know, The Jets have been a pretty strong team for most of his tenure. Um, So it's super interesting to see him just say, like, fuck it and leave. Um, Rumor has it that there was just, you know, management was not willing to cope with the aging roster and make some moves. Paul Maurice saw the writing on the wall and peaced out. So he might take a year off. I mean, imagine that, Paul. Take an entire year off of your job. Just be nice. golf and sit on the beach yeah
1: that sounds wonderful
0: <laughs> right um and then finally we have kind of Todd Rudin and Mike Volucci both assistant coaches um, under uh, Mike Sullivan and <clears throat> you know those are the guys that are getting the uh getting the call up right they've been primed for a head coaching position elsewhere um <clears throat> you know it's interesting to see all of this i I I can't I would say three of the teams. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking Trotz is going to go to Detroit.
1: Because it's Stevie Y. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't like it because I don't like Detroit. (laughs) Right. But he'll he'll make them relevant again. Yeah, Um, I think that. Trots has
0: proved his mettle throughout his career as to taking, making something out of nothing. And then with something he's made championship out of it. Um, so we'll see. I would love to see Barry Trotz be the next coach to win with two different teams and, you know, be up there with the likes of Scotty Bowman. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think Cassidy, uh, he'll land somewhere. You know, for some reason I want to say Tortorella is going to go to the Philadelphia Flyers. It seems like that team needs a ball breaker. Yeah. You know, a guy who's going to whip the young kids into shape. Philadelphia is young and talentless right now. They need to figure out an identity, and I think that Tortorella is the guy to instill that.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, I think that's a a good culture fit, a good uh a good band-aid for the The leaking hole. And the rest of the guys,
0: I just kind of feel will file in at any random order. Um, Looking at teams who are primed and ready to win, you know, I think that Bruce Cassidy is dumb enough to take the Vegas Golden Knights or the Stars. Even the Jets. And I think that they would want him because, again, he's shown some success with Boston. and Yeah. I believe that all three of those teams that I listed have comparable, if not better, rosters. Yeah. Um, I think Paul Maurice is out. I don't know if Reardon's going to get his chance. I don't know if Mike Volucci's going to get his chance. I don't. I'm not sold on Rick Tockett either. Uh, he's only been in in Arizona, so I'm not really sure. But uh, <clears throat> those are those are kind of the my take on it. Um, and don't forget. There is the two floaters uh, who are just out in NHL purgatory for being scumbags, and, and Babcock and Quinville are still, you know, they haven't put their hats into rings, and it's not been reported they've been talking to any NHL teams. But crazier
1: shit has happened. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of them back behind the bench.
0: You know, unfortunately, you but you know, you look at like Slava Voinov, he wasn't left let back into the league. Uh, I, I kind of hope that Quinville isn't, which sucks. Cause I really had a lot of respect for Joel Quinville when it came down to it. You know, I really thought he was an awesome coach with the Blackhawks, but after all, everything that's come out, I've lost all respect for that guy. Um, Babcock, we already knew was a douche, but, um, in the same, in the same sense, you know, uh, you know, he was just a psychopath meanie <laughs> didn't exactly cover up yeah. any crimes,
1: yeah, he was a real manipulator, mm-hmm. and not not in any kind of positive way. Correct,
0: correct. So, there is the coaching landscape. Caps fans, you know, let us know what you think. But it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be quite the shakeup. The past couple of years have been pretty quiet when it comes to coaching, so uh, it changes at least, you know, one or two. But this is kind of like a landslide of new coaches uh, and teams that are you know vying for position here.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting.
0: Absolutely. You know what else is interesting, Polly? Tell me. DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot, and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ugh. It's hard to breathe, Polly.
1: I'm hungry. Well, I've got some sustenance for you. Mmm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Uh, feed me your sustenance. <laughs> well, open up wide. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Real quick, update. Game is over. Team USA wins. 3-2 to two over Sweden. Heading into the gold medal game. If you're listening to this on Thursday, we've already got a winner. But if you're watching live, now you know. Team USA, U18 women won the game. Nobody's watching live, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, at least we're we're trying. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the Kelly Cup, which is the ECHL's championship. Yep. This year's winner was the Florida Everblades. It's their second title, and they won it in five games over the Toledo Walleye. Uh, their last title was in 2012. <laughs> These five games, you know, Florida took the first two. Toledo stole number three. Florida got an OT win in four, won it in five. Um, Where's Florida at? Where, the Everblades, where are they at? Um, I'll look that up real quick. I... Ooh, are they in like Orlando? They? they are in Cape Coral, Fort Myers. Okay, cool. Um, and they're the and, predators. Uh, the predators uh, affiliate. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, and they've, uh, you know, so they've got two other in-state rivals. They've got the Jacksonville Icemen, and they have um, the Orlando Solar Bears. But they are the new kings of the ECHL. The MVP. Which it's the June M. Kelly Playoff Most Valuable Player uh, was the goalie Cam Johnson in 18 appearances. He's 15 and three, had yeah. a 1.9 goals against average, and a save percentage of 931. And his four shutouts are tied for the second most in uh, ECHL postseason <laughs> history. So. That definitely does sound like a consmite type effort to me. Hell yeah. That's wild. You know, and uh their road to the to the Kelly Cup, they beat the Greenville Swamp Rabbits in six, they swept the Jacksonville Icemen, and then they beat the Newfoundland Growlers in five. Um for anyone that doesn't remember the Icemen were the the subject of the incident involving um, Jordan Subban. yeah. Earlier in the season. And just a little um, history on Toledo. They most recently lost in the Kelly Cup 2019, 4 to 2 to the Newf- Newfoundland Growlers. And they did win 93 and 94 back when it was still the Riley Cup. Interesting. So um, that was actually a previous organization that folded and then this um the the walleye are a newer organization that has reformed you know to bring hockey back to toledo now i watched you know they they beat the nailers in the second round and so i was watching when they played and toledo has a rock and barn i mean it it's uh it looks like it's somewhere between five and ten thousand which Toledo's a, a bigger city, so it can, you know, handle, you know, it's one of the, I think it's one of the bigger cities to have a, a minor league team, you know, ours wheeling. It's very appropriate to have an ECHL team. Right. I feel like Toledo could house something bigger, but Toledo's got, they got good fans. They've got, um, they got a good team. They were fast. They, they scored very easily against wheeling, um, We've actually got a player, Brandon Hawkins, He used to play for the Nailers, and he's in a relationship with Callie Flanagan, 2018 gold medalist for the women's team. Um, and then the Florida Everblades. Honestly, I I didn't get to watch any of their games. Obviously, they were good, right? Um, tearing it up down there in the in the South. But yeah, I mean that's that's your ECHL champion, Florida Everblades. Got a pretty sweet logo of an alligator. Pretty cool, pretty cool team to, to look at. Yeah. And, and the Walleye are no pushovers. I mean,
0: they're traditionally a pretty good, pretty good team, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they were just in the cup two seasons ago because, I mean, 2020, there was no Kelly Cup because of COVID, but they're, they're a recent winner. Um, I believe they're Detroit's affiliate. Yeah. Because um, Toledo is like super close to Detroit. Yeah, it's, um, I believe it's in like the, it's northwest Ohio. So it's right by the Indiana line. Yeah, they're like an hour away, I think, from
0: Detroit. Hour or two. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they're also, uh, the AHL, like the, the Griffins, the, um, Grand Rapids Griffins. So. Right. Very close, very close proximity. Detroit likes to keep their farm.
1: Yeah. I think it's so weird when all these teams have affiliates all over the country. Um, it's, yeah, it seems like they're doing it right when
0: they have it. Oh, you mean Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, if you got to call these guys up, I mean, Hershey to DC is like four hours, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Three or four hours, yes. That's a bit of a haul, but, I mean, it's Nashville to, like, southern Florida. <laughs> right. you got to hop
1: on a plane, bro. You're not going to make it there tonight. Even for the Caps ECHL, Hershey to South Carolina. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly, Reading. Yeah, so uh, definitely interesting. Um, you know, and I mean, why is this important? Who knows? Like, so a lot of these guys won't ever sniff an NHL lineup, but – It is encouraging, you know, ostensibly you would think that if the ECHL team's doing well and then the AHL team is doing well, then the big club's going to do well. I mean, look at all the studs that we pulled up from Hershey. You know, Beagle, Alsner, uh, Holtby, uh, Newverth. I mean, the list goes on and on of all of our Hershey prospects that had come up, especially during that cup run.
1: Yeah. You know, a uh, quick shout-out to John McCarran because he was on the Nailers when they went to the cup, and now he got his cup with Florida. Oh, good for him. Yeah, just a you – yeah. Know, important to me, but probably not to any of our listeners.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and it would be cool. So, like, the shitty part about where the AHL affiliate is for the Caps – is that that's like super thick Penguins country. So all yeah. of these asshole Penguins fans are having like this ridiculous identity crisis with having to root for the Caps affiliate in their local town, but still loving the, the Penguins. Well,
1: that's kind of how I feel. I go to my home, nailer Games, and everybody's wearing their Penguin jerseys because it's the same colors. And, you know, they're, it makes sense know they're cheering for their organization and i'm just like i want this team to succeed but i want the rest of the organization to
0: burn (laughs) right me too man because i mean nailers games are fun we say it all the time on this podcast if you have the chance to go see some minor league hockey like you fucking do it like tickets are like 20 bucks at most and you know you get live hockey that's really pretty that's pretty good you know you might see a fight um you know you get to walk around the concourse eat a fucking funnel cake uh which by the way they don't have funnel cakes anymore at West Banco it's like these funnel cake fry things it's, it's a fucking embarrassment honestly um you know drink some beers uh i know Fridays are like frosty fridays here in Wheeling you get like 2 dollar beers it's you
1: can't beat that man no it's uh it's legit. It really is. It's, I mean, a, it's a good way to not break the bank and watch hockey.
0: Exactly. And like one out of five times, if you don't have tickets, you just walk into the concourse and someone's just like, you need tickets? I'm like, yeah. And they just hand you tickets. <laughs> like I got these. Last time I was there for a playoff game, this guy got some from work. And he just handed me one. I was like, that's awesome, dude. Thanks a lot. Just gave me tickets.
1: Yeah. That happened to me this season. I was waiting in line and this guy walked by and there's a couple in front of me. And he was like, hey, you guys need these tickets? I got them from work, and I, I don't have as many people as I have tickets. Um, <clears throat> the couple took them, and then they saw they had an extra ticket, and they looked around, they looked at me, and they're like, hey, you want this? And so we all took care of each other.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> the the minor league hockey fan is just something else, too. See all sorts of fucking crazy shit at these, at these, at these barns, man. You gotta love it, man. Um, and the weirdness though, like I love the weirdness. That's the point. Um, and maybe it just speaks to me more to my core because, you know, I've, I started watching live hockey at the junior USHL level. So you want to talk about fans who really liked hockey. I mean, they're rooting for like 16 to 21 year olds at the USHL with the Omaha Lancers and, you know, x arena was packed to the tits every, every night. I mean, it was, uh, it was crazy to see. Um, And, you know, these guys are what, 20 steps away from the NHL.
1: Yeah. I mean, quite a few make it. Um, Like when the penguins went, had both goalies go down this year, the, the backup who came in and played for the Nailers this season he was not the guy who played but basically the fourth goalie I mean right. he had played for the Nailers this year yeah yeah yeah
0: so um, you know I guess when it's your hometown you kind of have that pride too you know yeah um, I mean guys who uh, I saw play in Omaha who ended up playing in, uh, in the NHL Jed Ortmeier I don't know if you remember that name um, nah. Uh, he ended up having, um, a health condition where he had to, had to call it quits, but, and retire. But I mean, he was a decent, uh, inning made the, made the lineup. Um, Ryan Malone, I know you know who that yeah. guy is. Ryan Malone played yeah. Omaha for a season or two in juniors. Uh, he was a good, big guy. Um, had probably not developed such the nasty habit at that point, but was probably working mm. on it out in the Midwest. Um, yeah. and then uh Dan Ellis, the goalie. Um, and he was backup for Tampa Bay for a number of years. So yeah. <clears throat> um I don't know man. You see these guys young and you you know you make a connection with them and you know it's it's much easier to talk to these guys. I mean How many times have we seen the nailers out at bars and stuff? You know, like it's pretty normal people. Um, And then they end up getting to the NHL and you're like, fuck, I had a beer with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty wild life. It is. It is. Um, All right, man. Well, is that it? I mean, uh, do you think that, I guess the ECHL is going to return to normal next year if it wasn't mostly normal this year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, maybe the only thing different this year is they started a little later, just like the NHL. But yeah, it should be business as usual. Awesome.
0: Good stuff. All right, well, anything else you want to talk about there, Polly?
1: No, I think I'm good. Awesome.
0: All right, Capstans. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this, uh, mental masturbation. Huh. And uh, until Monday, we'll be talking about, uh, the Stanley Cup finals okay. and whatever the hell else we can think about. Um, and, uh, we hope to see you there. Until then, though, Hockey Show, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling, on Facebook, Instagram,
1: and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey pod on social and the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast
1: Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.